A one, a two, a one, two, three, four! Music at a rational volume. Hey everybody, thanks for clicking the button for your music at a rational volume podcast. I'll be your host, Nate. And I'm Kyle. And tonight, oh. Nate, what are we talking about? Tonight, our main dish for you fine folks will be a nice hefty portion of Philadelphia-born and raised Dave House and his, what Kyle believes is epic record, Bury Me in Philly. I think it was one of the greatest albums ever recorded by humans on planet Earth. So we're going with that series. Yes, I love this record. I just found out about it a couple of months ago. Um, like Nate was saying, Dave is, I guess, born in Philly. I don't know. I don't have all his details, but definitely lives in Philly or had lived in Philly. Apparently played in some bands, Step Ahead, The Curse, Paint It Black, and The Loved Ones. Again, Philly bands that I've never heard of. I don't know if you're familiar with these, Nate. You heard of any of those? Uh, it's giving me yes. a blank stare. I don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he was in a Gaslight Anthem video for Bring It On. He was He's an actor. Quote-unquote actor. Yeah, he plays the angry boyfriend or something. Those guys were buddies from way back in. So, but... Uh, I don't know. Did we have anything we want to talk about first before we get into this? Yeah, I think um, what we're going to start doing. So I was thinking about it this way. We have done a lot of episodes where it's just kind of been the main thing. And we just get into it and talk about that main thing. But then I started thinking about how, you know, if your neighbor or your friend invites you to dinner every week, and they um, feed you various beef dishes. Like, here's a meatloaf. Here's a hamburger. Here's another meatloaf. And that's all they serve. Like, I mean, even it can taste great, but sometimes you need a little more garnish. So our shows are meatloaf now? Uh, some of them are. <laughs> some of them definitely are, for sure. You get some meatballs but... thrown in there, too, which is just so... tiny meatloaf. So what else do you want to do? <laughs> what I was thinking, uh, most of our episodes tend to revolve around kind of stuff we both like or both have interest in, in sort of the crossover or our Venn diagrams of things we like. I want to kind of do a music at a rational volume staff picks where we take a minute in particularly the non-playlist episodes to give you a little something extra to check out that uh, we've either been into or we want to plug on our own so we'll take one kind of each and uh, yeah so for instance so mine so what do you week, got there is a guy who was a failed basketball player i shouldn't say failed uh he didn't reach the nba or in dreams um his name was ty verdes verdes i'm not really sure to say it. um but he turned to music uh he went on a bunch of reality shows like the voice and like stuff like that. I tried to launch a career. Yeah. Eventually uh, worked on it, worked really hard actually to hone his craft. And um, he struck it big on TikTok with a song called stuck in the middle in 2020, 
just released a album called TV in May of 21. It's an R&B kind of rap thing. It's got some some wit, some uh, catchy music. Where'd you hear about this guy? Fun vibes. Uh, popped up on one of my Spotify suggestions. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm just saying, uh, check him out. He's uh, yeah, definitely worth a listen. We don't do, have we, or I guess we haven't done a lot of uh, rap or R&B or ex basketball you know, players or, or ex basketball <laughs> players. We we certainly haven't talked about too many of those. No, that's a sub genre that uh, many podcasts don't cover, but. You're getting it here. A little bit. A little <laughs> slice of that. <laughs> Songs nobody asked for. Are you sure um, that's not Meatloaf? That could be. Yeah, it might be the Meatloaf. Who knows? Anyway. So anyway, here and over there. Uh, yeah, go check them out. I think uh, a little a little extra something for you this week. Nate brought this up yesterday. So the only thing I can think of uh, as far as things that have come out that I like um churches has a new record called screen violence that just came out a couple of days ago i haven't quite digested that whole thing yet i really like what i've heard except for the song with uh robert smith of the cure and i'm sure they jumped at the chance you know to work with him that you know who wouldn't but it's not great the rest of the album so far seems good though so yeah from what i've heard if you like churches it's it's more of the same So those are our staff picks for the week and we can get back to talking about uh, the man of the moment. Dave house. Kyle's best friend. Exactly. So this one, just like a Tiverde's, this one came from something that popped up on Spotify. Um, Dirty effort. And so I listened to it. I'm like, wow, that's a good song. I wonder what else is on that record. So I started playing it and uh, I really liked it. So we'll talk about this record a little more now. Uh, Bury Me in Philly is uh, Dave's third solo album. It's recorded at Red Door Recordings. And Wikipedia says that was in Philadelphia, but there's a Red Door in Columbus, North Carolina, so I don't know where to be sure. It's produced by Eric Bazilian. Do you guys remember him from the Hooters? He's a Philly I do. legend. I do. Of course you do. Because you like pop music. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and then some guy named uh, William Whitman. Who doesn't have a Wikipedia page? It was released February 3rd, 2017, mostly written by Dave and his brother Tim. Um, nice. I read some reviews on this. There's not a lot. Yeah. But the critics were saying they were comparing it to Bruce Springsteen and ACDC. I'm like, what? That's a little weird. Of course. There, there's some weird comps on this record. Some weird what? Comps, comparisons. Well, yeah, for sure. But uh, Rolling Stone was like, well, it's punk mixed with Americana. I'm like, thanks, Rolling Stone, for totally missing the point again. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I wonder if they just even listen to the record. It, it just doesn't seem it. But yeah. you were saying, who did you think uh, this he sounded like when you heard it? It is squarely in the rock singer-songwriter kind of vibe so the springsteen comp i kind of get um i also heard some gin blossoms a little tom cochran and and quite a bit of brian adams like kind of this um you know kind of rock hybrid kind of a thing yeah definitely uh, a rock that, hybrid thing. straight ahead rock and roll 
I think what you told me last week that you're like, oh, it sounds like Ike Riley. I'm like, yes, that's it. That really nailed it. It for does me. have a lot of Ike Riley in it. Or Brian yeah. Fallon, some of his solo stuff, and some kind of reminds me of Rustin Kelly a little bit too. But um, Gin Blossoms, there's certainly some songs in there. Put it this way. Yeah. If you're headed down the highway of music, you get off at Springsteen and take a right. And then once you get to Brian Adams, You'll veer right at the fork, head towards like Riley, and, and just when you're about a mile outside Tom Cochran, uh, Dave's going to be there just ahead on your left. You, you can't miss him. He's just right there. He's right there. I like how Nate right worked in two Canadian rockers. You know he would. Overview there. So um, the reviews on it were mostly lukewarm, positive, which you seem to think is accurate. And this is coming from like fan reviews they're like oh it wasn't as good as resolutions or devour those were better i don't like this as much blah 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 yeah you didn't like it as much as i did no Fair? i um there's a lot to like about it and i think uh, obviously i don't know the other records so i have really no comparison in terms of his work um but there there were some things that i wanted to like more and just didn't and I had the easiest time listening to this over and over and over. I listened to three or four songs. I'm like, I'm going to buy this. And I, Amazon had a good price new. And so I got it and it was, it's not been a disappointment. Like I said, this is so easy for me to listen to over and over, but I don't really think of it as a punk record. No, I don't, they're not really any punk element in it other than kind of the, um, the language and kind of there's some aggression in there. Well, sure. That, that might be punk, but it it doesn't mean you can't have those things in other music. Like that doesn't necessarily make it punk. That's what I think. But, and I guess he was the loved ones, I guess was a punk band. I have no idea, but I haven't heard any of his other music before. Yeah. I did buy a couple of his other records from his website. I've yet to get them. Dave, it's been almost <laughs> two weeks. Hello. <laughs> so, you know, I try to support artists and buy directly from them if I can, because I think they get. Come on, Dave. For sure, because I think they get uh, a greater cut of the money if you order right from yeah. them. I want to believe. So I, um, I did order from them, and I'm still waiting. So yeah, I th- I think I I know why you like this record because you do you do like Springsteen. Yeah, like this. When you're not listening to All Country, I think this is where you go. I think this is where you get your summer home. This is, well, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that I probably like the best. Yeah. Even more than Alt Country. And this has some Alt Country elements on it. And we'll it talk does. about that in a minute. But people were saying this is an Americana record. I'm like, I wouldn't go that far. But this kind of, uh, I don't know, garage rock. You know, just a regular, straightforward rock and roll band. I don't know if it was recorded live in the studio. But it doesn't sound like there's a lot of extra crap on it and overdubs. And there's not a lot of, you know, like when we were listening to that Bare Naked Ladies record, that was clearly yeah. very layered and, uh, you know, thought out. And there was a lot of extra, you know, harmony parts and all kinds of stuff, especially when you listen to that with headphones, which is really cool. Right. This didn't have that. This was more of a lower budget, smaller studio. Um, 
let the vocals shine or let the lyrics shine. I think a lot more on yeah. this type of record. I did. I did make a note. <laughs> it says you got a few uh, notes. Th- th- this <laughs> record sound less sounds less polished than the comparisons, but still better than your wannabe rock star neighbor making a, that ungodly racket in his garage. <laughs> Pro yeah. Tools ain't gonna save that mess. No. Some people just got to quit. This one's great. I mean, from the first song with you is a great opener. I like that it's a band sound. It's yeah. not like a singer songwriter thing. I almost kind of wish they were a band. Although not the House Brothers or whatever. That sounds stupid. But if they had some kind of band name, I think I would have liked it even more. It's not the worst name. That would have been fine. It's not great, but... Um, yeah, I like that there's a drummer and uh, his brother Tim plays lead guitar on it. And Eric Bazilian is all over this record. He plays guitar, uh, what else? Uh, mandolin, keyboards, accordion, melodica, harmonica, hurdy gurdy, whatever the hell that is. And then he <laughs> sings on it as well. And the rest of the guys are drums, bass, and guitar. Yeah. But there's definitely some hootery type elements on this. It, it does have some hooters in it for sure. It, well, what did you, you like about here underneath? What songs did you like? I think two, three, and four are listening to, to it the first time. Yeah. I was getting excited by those three songs, uh, particularly number three, uh, my mistake. Uh, it's definitely the best song on the record. It's got a good energy. It's, um, it's got a great chorus. You know, the lyrics hit good. It it just has a uh, yeah. Good energy is the best way to describe it. Yeah, I and, think it, so. and it's catchy. Oh, for sure. Um, but number two, the flinch. It, it's right up there. Probably the second best uh, song on the record. And I I mistakenly said four. It was actually five. Four yeah, is probably like the four. worst song on the record. <laughs> I do not like that song. I don't think there are any bad songs. Four, the mermaid. Especially the opening. I don't know if that's, I don't know what he's playing on that, but the, I'm like, this sounds like the Hooters. This definitely uh, could have been on like uh, some of those metal records with that record that had Carla with a K. Oh, yeah. One Way Home or something like that, or maybe there was Zigzag. It could have been on one of those records. So there's definitely some bazillion influence on it that yeah. I don't think Dave would have come up with on his own. It just didn't hit my ear right. And there are some things in it that, you know, but I'm not here to yuck you on man. It, if you, if you dig it, that's cool. Yeah. I, I dig it's it. not the worst song in the world. No, of course not. It's great. <laughs> I don't know why you're hating on this record so much, man. I didn't hate on the record. I just well, said, yeah, I liked, really liked two of those. My mistake is kind of, uh, I don't know. There was somebody comparing that to spring scene. I'm like, I don't get that. That does sound a lot more. I cryly to me, but yeah, that was the song that I was texting you about. I'm like, this, this is like, he lives right next door to Ike Riley. If in, that comes out in Rocktown. the early nineties, I think that's a hit record. Oh yeah. I really do. No, yeah, for sure. That could have been played right alongside Jim Blossoms on the radio. I'm like, this is a good record, but you know, nowadays, you know, these kids are into whatever Disney star is making music now and whatever they're told to listen to. So they're not going to listen to this, but the people that, do listen to him. They don't seem to like this record either. Like, right. I don't know what the hell the problem is with it. I don't get it. Like, what am I hearing? That's amazing that you guys are hearing going, yeah, 
I I don't understand. I really don't. Nobody else lives in your head, man. Probably not. Um, let's move on with the record, though. Um, Shaggy Jesus, you like that one too, not? Yeah, solid number three. Uh, really, you noted you noted the Jim Blossoms on this one too. Yeah, that's I, I, where I. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's there's a line he says in there. She kissed my eyes awake. She taught me how to focus. Taught me how to praise like some holy Adderall. I'm like, that's clever. <laughs> I like that. He does have some good lines. He does have him, some good lines. I will give him lines. the lyrics. Uh, For sure. Most of the time are solid. And I like his voice too. That's something that I'm like, that's not hard to listen to you sing a record. Like right. there's some bands out there that I'm like, ah, if only they had a better singer. You know, like Anvil. Yeah, or I mean, it, they might it, be giants. It, it, it's like, ah, I like them, but a black singer, I can't listen to a whole record of that. Yeah, or, it definitely has. Uh, a unique record. kind of tone to it because you know the the worst ones are the boring tones that like sound like every other yeah you know dominic and harry out there no he's sounds good i mean with that uh i think it's a good comparison with um brian fallon he's not as good as brian fallon in my opinion as far as singing goes but songwriting is pretty damn close and shaky jesus has a lot of churchy maybe I don't know if he grew up Catholic. Philadelphia yeah, certainly could have, but a lot of those references sound, I don't know, like my childhood. <laughs> and we do have an Americana song on this, Divine Lorraine. What did you think? Kyle, every freaking week, we've got another country song. Oh, I was You're telling you I want to do country. an old country show one time, and what did you say? <laughs> I said, Fine. <laughs> You said we do that every week. <laughs> no, we don't. And we do some, but uh, it feels like it. No, I specifically did pick an alt country record to do that I liked. But when yeah. you asked which one do we want to do, this one popped in my head right away. But the first this album certainly heard, is, yeah, certainly is not alt country as a whole. It's just this particular song has a lot of those elements. I love it, <laughs> and just because we've been dealing a lot lately with it. It was just kind of like, oh man, again. But it's certainly a strong middle of the record song. I got no complaints with this one. It's full of anger for some reason. But uh, dirty effer, we'll say that we're trying to keep this kid friendly for the two people that listen to this. But um, <laughs> that's the first one I heard. I'm like, this does not sound like ACDC. Like some of these lazy reviewers say, either they don't know what ACDC sounds like, or I don't know, they just don't know what the hell they're doing but i'm like um no it just sounds like a i mean it sounds more rolling stones and acdc but whatever but how could someone with no interest in music write a review column i don't know they do it all the time (laughs) they don't seem to have any idea what the hell they're talking about no doesn't sound like it the ride i I wanted to like it more because i think the verses are really good um but I will say the line that gets me or that makes me uh, go, okay, is the, the part where he goes, you ripped me off, man. I thought we were down. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some dirty efforts. Always some dirty. I, the, the whole, the whole message of the song I love is talking about the people who ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. The people who sit there and 
cut corners and and try to cheat their way through life. Just yeah, you ripped me off, man. I thought we were down. And there's always somebody in that in that group, somebody willing to and asked to fill that seat every damn yep. time. Good, he brought that yeah. up. Uh, the ride, I keep playing it, and then I can't remember what it sounds like, and I play it again. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like that's okay. So that's yeah, fine. I don't have much to say on that, even though I like it, but it's not super sticky with me. Then he writes two songs, um, Hell of a Home and Bury Me in Philly, about living in California and coming from Philly and being a Philly guy in Cali. And he talks about the good things about each place and kind of talks about the crappy things about each place. So even though Philly was his home, some of the things you say makes it sound like a complaint until he says, you know, it's a hell of a home. Where else would I go? I'm like, well, you'd go to California is where else you would go. And yeah. I don't know what he's doing out there. I don't know what brought him out there. Is it the record industry? Do you just get sick of being cold? Do you need a different environment? I don't know. But anyway, could be a woman involved. Who knows? Could be. But yeah, the last probably four or five songs I'm kind of hit or just take it or leave it. What? Like they're yeah, they're fine. <laughs> I don't I don't know Philly great I don't. Is what they are. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Apparently, I'm not hearing what you're hearing. You're not here when I'm here. Well, his quote-unquote fans aren't hearing because they didn't like this record either, for the most part, <laughs> at least the vocal ones. But Wild Love, that's one that could be a Springsteen song. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe this yeah. one could be Springsteen, but that's some of those other ones. And then Bury Me in Philly again. You know, what happens out here in California, just bury me in Philly and my car to my brother and blah 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 but i'm glad that was closing the record i think it wraps it up nicely rather than open it with that yeah that would have been a bad that's a spring a, a poor choice for sure that's kind of it i mean it's one yeah. that i've discovered again on spotify i'm so glad i found it i've listened to more of his music he just had a uh, single he released called surfboard which is Kind of an alt country one. Now, I'm shocked. Scareway Nate, but <laughs> it's a really good one about you know, I don't know, just being poor. Those songs are good, but I've liked most of the other things that I've heard from him so far. So I'll be disleaning to a lot more Dave House. Cool. And if anybody hears this, they should listen to this too, and they should buy "Bury Me in Philly." Go get it; it'll make your record collection a lot better. I think it's one of the best things I've ever heard. Despite what Nate says. There you go. And no, I, I, like I said, there's a lot to like here. That's about all I can say. You're struggling to find something nice to say about it. Oh, I said all the nice things. I was trying not to repeat myself. <laughs> You're like, what can I say without lying? Hmm. I think that's probably about it, though. Um, yeah. One of the greatest records in the history of the human race. So thanks, Dave House. We might do a Philly show, actually, talk about some of the great bands out of Philly. Look at me. There's been a lot of them. Um, there's been your Dead Milkman and uh, the Bacon Brothers and Dave House. You forgot Hall and Oates. Is that all you got? Yeah, all, the, all three of them? Hall and Oates, of course, even though they recorded <laughs> most of the records in New York. Jerks. But... I think we're done. Are right? you sure? 
Yeah. Yeah, they were just <laughs> killing time. Alright. Uh I was gonna say something about next week, but uh I don't know what next week's gonna be. So till then we'll do something equally entertaining, I'm sure. So I'm sure. We had a, a list of, you know, seven or eight ideas and we've plowed through them all and haven't come up with any other ones. So you know, see how it goes. Let's end this already. <laughs> yeah, we've beaten the dev- dead horse enough. Uh, okay. Until next time, we will catch you guys next week. See ya.